what is culture and what is counterculture and where do we as Christians align in this? How did Jesus do this and what else tell, does the Bible tells us about all of this? Find out in this episode of According to Sci Faith. I'm Josua Göcking and you're listening to the official podcast of Sci Faith. In today's episode, I want to talk about a topic which I named culture versus counterculture. And I think it's an important topic, especially as Christians, when we want to know how we in this world wa want to interact with these concept coming from a culture or a counterculture. But uh, to start, I first want to define the terms and what I mean by them. So um, a culture is just... Uh, I think a set of values and morals that a certain society upholds and um, in every culture or usually in the culture there is it's not unique that there's one culture that everyone is sharing. Uh, there are some aspects of a culture that people are sharing, but uh, it's not that every person in, in one society is having exact the same values and morals. And uh, if they differ there and there are uh, more than more people where they who differ in their opinions and their values and their morals, then there can be a, a subculture or even a counterculture which uh, goes against this established and dominating culture. And there are many examples in histories uh, in in history of this. I think the most prevalent example is the counterculture of the sixties, where in the sixties, uh, especially due to um, differences in the established values due to uh, the Vietnam War and many different things, especially in the U.S., there was a counterculture uh, coming up that was a, uh, was counter to the values and. Um, morals that were upheld by many uh, many in the dominating culture at at that time, and this can also defer the the counterculture can become the dominating culture and vice versa. So there are is movement in these areas, and there were also of course Christian countercultures if you can call them like this, for example Pietism or the Reformation movements. There there were many cultures which were in contrast or. At least it, it were subcultures or it, it were cultures who were different to the dominating culture. And maybe in some uh, case it, cases it were also cultures which were counter to the dominating culture in that society. But uh, now I want to dive deeper into what we are really talking about. So what really is a culture? And I think there are several ways to define it. There are several ways to define what a culture is. And I think there's not one uh, one size fits all definition of it because there are many aspects of a culture. But what I want to focus on is um, the, the point of an interpretation that a culture brings. So... Um, There, in in my book, Sci um, Faith, um, that is currently only available in German, unfortunately. But there, I talk about this topic, which I also several times mentioned in this podcast. That there's all always the facts, the reality, that the stuff that we can really see, and there's the interpretation of it. And as I realized after writing my book, 
this is not only the, f the case in science, this is also the case completely generally. So there's always the thing that is really, mm, that you can really grasp, that is really there, that is really measurable. And then there's the individual uh, interpretation of those. And I think in, in cultures it's pretty similar. So there is this, uh, uh, if I, I, I can call it a layer, there's the deepest layer, which is kind of the neutral layer, which kind of um, this describes the, the, uh, the actual thing, what actually is there, the kind of, um, the, the basically nature, basically life, how we experience it is then the culture. So um, the, the next layer, layer would be the, these interpretations that we have. And each individual has its, his own interpretation of life, of, of the, the world around him. But there are a kind of um, a, um, a collective of, of interpretations which are similar, which um, then lead to some something which one would call a culture so so similarities in 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 values in morals that lead to a to a culture and the 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 culture itself is what's the dominating interpretation in a certain society or in a certain country of the of certain values of morality of many things so it, it, the, the interpretation of, of of life itself probably even that that uh, people in a in a certain area have defines their dominating culture and then there are also subcultures so if there are in this society people differing from that who have different opinions or different values they uphold different moralities then then this is uh, often leads to a subculture where some people gather around this and kind of differ from the others and if the this subculture has values and moralities that are in stark contrast to that of the uh, dominating culture then you usually speak of a counterculture so this is an interpretation which is in stark contrast to the dominating culture and so this is basically as i believe how or is one interp one definition what one can give to this whole concept of cultures and their countercultures and subcultures and if if you consider this then if you consider that this is how how they interpret interpret the world but also how they interpret their own lives how they interpret history how they interpret uh, their own history and the history of others and you that then if you look deeper into this you can also see and this i will own, only mention as a side fact which can but can also think help to understand this whole concept um, if you look into this, uh, many people have said, or it it is usually said, that history is written by the winners. And what people mean with this is that the the forces in history that have won the wars at and that ha have won uh, have have usually said the what the history is, which angle of history we are looking at, and. Uh, this is um, can can be seen throughout history, but there's also this fact that this uh, or, or I think this does not completely put a nail on its head, because uh, it is not actually the winners who write history, but it's the winning culture 
that writes history. So the, the culture that dominates and that is winning throughout history is, or is, is writing history itself. And if there's another culture coming up that begins to dominate, then this culture will basically rewrite history. And one has seen this in history several times. And that this is not the same like the winning powers uh, can be seen, for example, in the case that um, there, there uh, also today, for example, in the U.S., there, there are is a culture where they don't uh, agree with uh, several things the U.S. has done. For example, especially in the Vietnam War, the, the many U.S. citizens today are pretty critical about what what has been done there. So. It, it uh, although the U.S. was the dominating power in this uh, kind of um, interaction, it is still uh, the case that the culture kind of um, turned this around. So the, the the culture dominated with a critical view of this, and that's why um, even though the the U.S. might be in inclined to say. Um, put its view on it it's uh, as a, a winning power or as the mightiest uh, nation in the world there in its culture itself there are critical uh, voices in it and that's why there's uh, or that's one reason why why there's a, a a dominating critical view of the vietnam war and I want to be specific in there. I have. I want to claim no opinion on either side of this. It's just a, a, a statement of how, or just an example of how, uh, in in fact, the dominating culture defines what view we have on history, and not necessarily only the the dominating or the winning powers. Of course, there's a correlation. Of course, it's it won't be that uh, the winning powers are so uh, separate from the uh, dominating culture that this is not um, that th there's not a correlation where this is has similar f effects. But I think it's more precise to say that the dominating culture uh, writes history and not necessarily the dominating forces. Or, or military forces or uh, like like that but uh, this this was only a side note which <laughs> went longer as i expected but uh, what i actually want to, to go into is if we have uh, we have in this world as i have uh, as we have established uh, these cultures these subcultures these countercultures and one might ask as christians what is our place in this what is our culture or what is our place are we the counterculture are we in inclined to go with the culture are we a subculture where are we aligned in this and i think the bible has great answers to this so especially if you ask okay which culture do i belong to which i do in this world which culture do i subscribe to and there are two instances i want to mention And one is uh, f f uh, from my namesake. Uh, it's from uh, Joshua. It's in the in the Bible. There's a story of Joshua, where he wants to uh, conquer uh, Jericho, and God commands him to do so. So his aim is to conquer Jericho, 
and he's he's like really in this okay if you are not a, a against me uh, if you're not for me you're against me L like in this warrior mentality if you i mean they they are at war with these people so uh, th there is this whole thing going on there and then uh, he ex is he he um he encounters an angel in and in joshua 5 13 verse 14 there is this exchange with this angel and there it says now when joshua was near jericho he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn drawn sword in his hand so this was this angel so and as i have stated he was in this warrior mentality so he saw a man with a sword in his hand so the first thing was what he just uh, in the in the next uh, verse is saying to him is Joshua went up to him and asked are you for us or are or, or, or for our enemies so he was he was immediately in this in his warrior mentality and was saying okay is he for me or is he against me do i need to fight him or can he fight with me and uh, the angel re replies uh, really interestingly in verse 14 it says neither he replied but as a commander of the army of the lord i have now come so he said when joshua asked him are you for us or are you against us he said neither and i think that's pretty interesting uh, because uh, he basically joshua was in in this case stating okay are you with our culture or of, are you with the other culture are you with the counter culture or as you might uh, want to interpret it but the the point is that this angel said no i'm neither i'm neither for you nor against you so it's it's not that that, that it was the angel of the lord of course but it's it's not that he was against joshua it's, it was not but it, i think that the lord wanted to show him hey that's not the area where i'm working i'm uh, i'm a layer higher than this i'm not in this uh, earthly um a business but i'm actually f from the army of the lord i'm i'm on a higher place and he wanted i think to to uh, also pull joshua to this higher place which he i think also then did and there's another other incident which puts more light even on this and this is with uh, jesus um, when he is uh, questioned by pilate and the uh, Pharisees want to get Pilate to crucify Jesus and he is questioning him and in in uh, at one instance um, he asks him because they tell Pilate that he Jesus said he was the king of the Jews and he asks him yeah so you are the king of the Jews are you basically it's uh, paraphrasing um, and then in John 18 verse 36 he answers and there it says jesus said my kingdom is not of this world and then he says some other things but i want to focus on this sentence my kingdom is not of this world and this is uh, basically um i think also what what, what uh, we see at joshua he, it, this, the kingdom of god is not of this world uh, but it, it still is in this world and he wants to establish it also in this world because cause Jesus has come and he said the kingdom is near. So uh, he wants to establish his kingdom here, uh, but not he's not part of this world. And what, what I think is where this is shown pretty interestingly and there I will leave a recommendation. I don't know if you know the Chosen series, 
um, that's a series that came out of several years ago where it's about the life of Jesus and it's a series about this topic and there's one episode I'm not sure which one it is but I think it's in season two and there uh, Jesus gets questioned by a Roman and in this scene it's pretty interesting because the Roman what he basically says is he 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 points out th some things Jesus has done, and uh, there there are some things that he is pleased in because they gave peace to the society and people were paying their taxes and so on because Jesus preached on that, and he's fine with that. He likes that, but there are also some other things where he's a little bit worried of the peace of the people. Maybe it it might lead to uproar or something. So he cannot quite figure out what he is to make of this Jesus because on the one hand he's doing things that he agrees with because it helps the Roman rule there and on the other hand there are things he is worried about but because it might um, be a danger to the Roman rule there. And Jesus is basically like, hey, I'm I'm just here doing my father's will and uh, he He, in, in the scene you really see that he is not about uh, what's good for Rome or what's bad for Rome because if you look in the in the biblical account um I mean in in, in this scene in the, in the in the chosen series there it's the Roman who has his worries or he, who cannot really uh, see what Jesus is all about but in the biblical account you see that the disciples or the people who got to know Jesus had also sometimes the same problem because they thought when the Messiah would come, he would uh, overthrow the Roman rule and he would build a new kingdom and 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 Israel would be a free country again. Uh, but when Jesus came, he didn't do so. So he, he, he did not overthrow the Roman rule. And uh, so they were worried from the other side. They said, okay, here he said something that is against Rome. Oh, that's great. And But here he said we should pay our taxes. Oh, how can he do such a thing? And so um, as you see, he was not uh, what they were expecting. And uh, But, but what, what's interesting is he was neither culture nor counterculture. He was neither trying to overthrow Rome nor was he trying to establish Rome and because as he said my kingdom is not of this world and I think in this there is a really important answer to this question for us as Christians where should we align in this where should we align and I think we should see that as a as Christians we are not called to to belong to any culture but we are we are called to set the culture and you you can see this with Jesus and the early Christians also they were all they were not part of one culture there they were not part of from Roman culture they were not even really part of Jewish culture they were they, they were building the the, the 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 Christian culture they were building the the kingdom of God and what I think is also as you have seen with Jesus and as you always see it later it's not that they overthrow the dominating culture by by force it's also not that they align with one or the other culture that exists in this world they go according to the word of god and by this they they basically set the culture as you have seen it in 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 history and i think it's also um um 
this is also important for science, I think. That's that's why I bring all this stuff up because science itself is neutral. If you look at these layers before, science would be on the neutral layer. Science is just effects that we can gather about nature and then we can interpret them and try to find ways to find more out. Uh, uh, the scientific method is pretty um, helpful in this. But science it itself is, is neutral, which is why you see people from all faiths, from all backgrounds um, engaging in science and doing so successfully. Um, but in especially in in these times, science is culturally often opposed to faith, and those this goes in both both directions. On the one hand, many scientists are are pretty atheistic in their worldview, and on the other hand, there's also this um, this kind of um, contrast of faith people towards science, which, as I believe, doesn't have to be there. And um, it doesn't be have to be that like this, and it also didn't used to be like this. Uh, especially if you have listened to the last uh, episode where I talk about the fruit of faith, and where we clearly saw that science uh, was also something that was created in kind of this uh, positive uh, faith culture, uh, kind of uh, the, the the founders of the scientific me method were, were predominantly Christian and so on. So this was uh, always, uh, or, or that it, it used to be that uh, science is uh, promoted by faith. And I think to some degree it still is. Uh, but in 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 Christian culture, there sometimes has to be in kind of an imposing of science, maybe also due to uh, scientific results which seem to not be in line with uh, the the biblical accounts. Um, but uh, I think if one knows that science is basically neutral. And knows that science, what science really does is uh, describe the nature that God has created, then we also know, know that sooner or later science will confirm the word of God. That in, in because the word of God also makes uh, statements about nature, not only but also about this. So if science makes statements about nature and the word of God makes statements about na nature, then at some point this has to align. So there is actually no, as a Christian, there is no need to be anti-science. There's no need to be against uh, science. And I think um, it's also, there's also not necessarily the need to be completely pro-science because th this can be also a, a different trip where you are so pro-science that it's not actually science anymore what you are in favor of but uh, some uh, perverted uh, version of science so in this also in this case there is uh, the I, I think the answer is like uh, the angel to Joshua said neither so uh, it, it's it's also this this trap I think uh, in which um, many are confronted with is to either enter into the culture or the counterculture or this subculture or this, and they might be even in line with uh, with our faith or our values or our morality in in some cases or other cases, but as with uh, with with Jesus, it was. Uh, for him, it was also the 
that in in some cases he was in line with with um with the romans and in others he was not and is uh, like this it's not uh, our faith is unique and it cannot uh, and if we just um make it subordinate to one culture or the other then especially the faith loses its substance and and i think it's important that that we don't fall into this trap to enter into one culture or the other culture but know that we are neither that we, our kingdom is not of this world that we are building a new kingdom a kingdom of god and that is this is a kingdom that is not of this world and that we don't get lost in this these earthly business and focus on the things that are above and focus on the things that are from god and bring those here in this world and by this create a completely new culture a heaven culture you might call it a culture of heaven a culture of, of glory a culture of god and and this can then influence uh, the the cultures here in this world to the good as it has always done in Christianity. And I think this is really important and it's also important regarding science. So if there are scientific um, things that are find out, scientific results, that new data that shows several things, then I think it's good to be, as a scientist, it's always good to be skeptical, but it's also uh, good to not go against it just because it's science or just because it's from this scientist or just because it's uh, 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 it's just because of some counter cultural statement or something no i think we can take it as it is and 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 check it with, with in the spirit check it, let the holy spirit show us uh, uh, the, the guide us to the truth but i think this uh, this sentiment to immediately be against something which is scientific of any sort or if has uh, some implications that we might not like I think this is not according to 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 the word of God. This is not according to what our faith tells us, and I think that therefore it's important to always, not only in in science, but especially also in science, to not be of of the one or the other. So to to basically say, are you are you for us or are you against us? The answer is neither. And I think that's a, a pretty important thing to remember when we are confronted with so many data, with so many things in, in, in our world, with so many news from this side and from that side, that we know uh, that uh, sometimes it's not, are you for this, are you for that, or are you against this, are you for that? Sometimes the answer is just neither. And I think... It's important to be led by the Spirit in this. It's important, especially in these times, also to be led by the Holy Spirit in what we are to do and to not uh, f get into some uh, culture or counterculture, but be focused on the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and let, let us be guided by Him. So that was today's episode. I hope you could... Um, understand what I wanted to the, the points I wanted to make and what I wanted to bring across um, if you liked it or if you have some questions just feel free to um, go to the contact uh, formula at my uh, website sci-faith.de slash en 
there you can also uh, ask other questions you can if you ha have something which you want to have in this podcast you can just ask it and then i will try to do so um you can check out or get more information about my book which as i have mentioned is currently uh, unfortunately only available in english uh, in german but if you would be interested in an english version then just also use the contact formula formula to write me a, a message then i will i know that there is a demand and then i can try to uh, push the translation effort And if you if you want to find more about Sci Faith, you will also find uh, information on this page. There are also some blog posts that you can read that are quite interesting. And uh, also, um, if you uh, understand German or know someone who understands German, you can also recommend them the German version of this podcast and the book, of course. And yeah, you, if you like this episode, then feel free to recommend the episode to your friends and feel also free to um, leave a five star review. This just helps with the algorithms so that more people can see this content. Okay, in the next episode, it will be in a kind of Christmas like topic. We will talk about a Magi and I will also talk about what this. Uh, means for Sai faith or how we can interpret interpret this in in the context of Sai faith uh, this is a very inter interesting topic and i'm yeah i'm i'm looking forward to have this also in the english language so uh, be sure to check this episode out it will probably also arrive around the holiday of the three magi which in germany is this january the sixth so at this date we will uh, i will probably or around this date i will probably publish this episode so uh, i'm looking forward to do that and until then have a great time